morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, October 1st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week to try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to hear more about Jacob the Schemer today. But before we begin, let's start with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that you work through us human beings, through all of us who are schemers, all of us who are deceivers, all of us who are insensitive and mean, you continue to work out your love and your grace even when we fall short. And we thank you for that. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Thanks be to God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, since so much of our scripture this week deals with siblings, what is one thing a sibling of yours does that drives you absolutely bananas? Just one. Just one. Right? Just, Just one. one. We don't have we don't have all day. <laughs> well, all right then. So my older brother is five years older than me. I'm only thirteen months younger than my younger brother. And like my older brother loves nothing more than a captive audience. So like if we're making a family decision and like even if everyone's in total degree agreement, Todd still will say, actually, and then give us like a long lecture, <laughs> even though we already think the same things. I mean, he he is a, a school teacher and uh, that he he finally got his captive audience. They have to listen <laughs> to him. To. It drives me bananas. What about you? Um. So... I have three brothers, and we don't live anywhere close to each other, so we're very rarely in the same place. And we talk on the phone quite a bit, and this past weekend, I was reminded how much I love them and how much I hate them. 
of when all my brothers get, get together, you know, there's four of us, so we're always like Esau and Jacob fighting for attention. <laughs> so we get together, it's this just explosion of who can be the wittiest, the funniest, and the meanest, which is really fun for the first three days. Mm-hmm. And by the fourth day, it's just a wearing, and you're like, I hate everyone. I'm so <laughs> exhausted. So, uh, so it's really great for the first three days, but it just wears us all down. And I'm just as much at fault as that is my brother. I think that maybe that's why we get along because my family is exactly the same in that I tell everyone like my brothers are both larger than me. Uh, so I had nothing physically to bring to the table, but I could cut with some words. Yeah, I'm just going to tell it's you. All about. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Sticks and stones. Oh. They break my bones, but words will forever hurt me. That's right. <laughs> just like I intended. Just like we intended. Yeah. But to... Our scripture. Yes. Why would God favor Jacob the schemer? And why does that matter to us today? So I think that it's important in that when Jacob has this, you know, experience of God out in Haran, the first thing the Lord says is, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and of Isaac. I think that God chose Abraham um, to begin this lineage. And so as far as why he chose Jacob, you know, I don't know if there are elements about Jacob, even though he's such a mess that are needed, right? Um, uh, a certain level of tenacity maybe that's needed for the work God has for him, but it is all ultimately rooted in the idea that God has already elected Abraham and Abraham's family. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it flows out of. Um, You know, I think you said it best last week on the podcast, which is there is always an element of God that is mystery. I don't know. I don't know why he chose Jacob necessarily. Not certainly, not certainly. Mm -hmm. In the same way, you know, there are people I have seen who I do not respect and who flourish greatly. And I don't understand that either. Um, but it is a fact of life. I think what matters for us today, and C.S. Lewis says this so beautifully. He says, um, he says, it does not matter to God and God's purposes if you're going to be Judas or if you're going to be John, but it matters to you if you're (laughs) going to be Judas or John. Yeah. Um, And so I think what we get from this is despite our character flaws, God can use us. In addition, I think we are called to be better people than we were before. Um, And it would be interesting. I haven't done this, but it would be interesting to read the whole of Jacob's arc and see where he ends up and if we feel like in some way he's better. Um, I do think we see that to some extent when he is reunited with Esau and he is worried and scared and humbled when Esau welcomes him. But... um, yeah. It's, it's, now I'm now I'm thinking about Jacob's ark, and you know, because he goes and he has a favorite wife, and he yep. has he has a favorite that causes kid, some problems, and that causes some serious problems. Um, and just as uh, just as Esau yearned for his father's love, all twelve of those brothers yearned for their father's love, and. And I think in some ways did have that love, but not in the way that they were hoping for. Yeah. Um, and so it is fascinating to think about that again, even in a way that 
you know, Jacob, I think, does have growth in, in certain areas, but never outgrows some of these deep-seated generational uh, mm-hmm. sins that we see through him. Uh, and yet, yeah. and yet, God chooses to work through these people. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and I was thinking a lot about what you said on Wednesday, that, you know, this is, this is the story of Israel, that this is the call and the election of Israel. And it's easy to think, like, well, what is my call and what is my election if I'm not Israel mm-hmm, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that may be in the world today, whatever the equivalent may be. Uh, but I fully believe, and I think it's important to mention, that I think God has placed a call in everyone's lives. Every uh, single person. That's specific to them to working out God's purposes in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think, you know, there's this um, kind of theological principle, right, that God wanted Israel to have the role of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. God wanted the nation of Israel to be a light to the nations, to show others how to live a life that honors God. And the problem was he created them as humans. (laughs) (laughs) And so they were sinful and they couldn't do it. And that meant that we had to have Christ come into the world to show us the way. Um, But we do see a lot of foibles and mess-ups and screw-ups, which you would also see... um, you know, if you looked at my life mm-hmm. um, over and over again, but um, but still yet God's purposes come about. And I think that's hugely comforting. Mm-hmm. I really do. It also helps me as far as what does it mean for us today? You know, in the church, we believe that we call elders to lead us. I think it's important to remember that if we truly believe that, then even one of our elders messes up, we can still trust God. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I, you know, I mentioned this on um, that we. T- I mentioned this when we talked about this passage earlier. Uh, just you and I, and I just think it's really incredible. I've talked to so many people who have thought, you know, is God real? Because I've never really felt God. You yeah. know, I've never really had uh, an experience where something has felt, you know, more real or, mm-hmm. or closer and. Um, I haven't in the past, but I'm going to start pointing to the story of Jacob, who is, again, one the third generation of the great patriarch of the most important family for the Israelite people who God has called, uh, didn't have an experience with God. It says it in the scripture mm-hmm. uh, that this is Jacob's, you know, first experience with God uh, until if, if Isaac is near death and old and blinding, then Jacob is... Jacob's a full-grown man. <laughs> Jacob doesn't have kids. Uh, I don't know where I read this, but Jacob doesn't have kids until like mid-40s, supposedly. Yeah. And so that would have made him like late 30s, which if you then take into account like lifespan, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's, he's nearing the twilight years, and this is his first real experience he has with God. Uh, and I think we're called to faithfulness and fidelity, even if we haven't maybe had one of those, you know, uh latter experiences uh because i think god will reveal god's self in some way at some point yeah and the very definition of faith right mm-hmm. is holding your face to the light even though for the moment you do not see mm-hmm. with that we'll close with um a quote from the church reformer martin luther if any man doth ascribe of salvation even the very least to the free will of man he knows nothing of grace, and he has not learnt Jesus Christ aright. 
Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back on Monday. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.